<laughs> hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. This is a special episode because it's a Saturday episode. It's kind of like your favorite TV show coming on Saturday, as well as they're regularly scheduled on Wednesday. But we're not going to do one on Wednesday, just so you know. We did one last Wednesday and Saturday. So special Saturday and not just because it's special. We wanted to have two people here and not just two any people, but two of my favorite people in the world. So two people who are these young, aspiring, amazing designers who really do a lot of good for other people. So Scott Beersack, right, right next to me. And then Eric Friedrensen, who is uh, just a little further over. They could come closer together, but they, they're roommates, but they our, don't. Our chairs don't like intertwine because we have the little uh, the wheels at the bottom. <laughs> I thought it was because of the um, armrests. They weren't oh, that, combining. That too. Can these go up? No. It's okay. funny. His armrests are up, so it looks like the chair is always like partying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so thank you guys for doing a Saturday episode. Thank you. and. <laughs> Somebody said, "Move the couch up." The couch is occupied by Eric's cat. cat. Can you see it? Yeah, there she is. <laughs> if I was on the Damn. couch, if I was on the couch, I'd be like down here. Who's <laughs> <It was> dead? <laughs> That's how I live my way down here. I'm on that. I'm pretty short. So, all right. So, this is the cat you had that you you still had from the yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. She's right? six years old. She, Survivor. So we want to. You know, give her a little shout Pocket out. Pocket is her name. So, <laughs> yeah. Pocket? Okay. Awesome. I couldn't remember her name, but we had a whole conversation about her the other day, Matt and Scott did. Oh, so, <laughs> so I'm going to start. I did send questions. I send questions every week. Um, and so this week you got questions on Friday morning, I think. So, um, Eric, can you tell us how you and Scott met? Because Scott lived in Arizona and he was in school in Arizona and Eric, you finished school a little before Scott. Yeah. I maybe? finished in 2012. Yeah. 2012. Okay. And Scott finished mm. last year in 2015. Okay. So how did you guys meet? And you could talk about internet meeting first. Actually, I didn't meet Scott through the internet. I had no idea who he was until I met him in person, which is weird. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like I meet a lot of lettering artists through the internet these days, but yeah. Um, I have a friend named Will, Will Pay, and I forget how I became friends with him, but I was hanging out with him in New York, and he's he's you know born and raised here, and he asked me to participate in an event called Uncubed, and basically it's a job fair slash conference. You know, it's it's cool. It's it's not like a typical job fair. They have like live artists painting big canvases, and they asked Will to be one of the artists. Will asked me if I wanted to be one of the artists painting it was like a four foot by four foot canvas sort of like ink wars that created yeah. um mm -hmm. but we had more time than an hour which was good yeah and we had like all day and we could really draw whatever we wanted there was a loose theme that was uh, music but we could do whatever we wanted with that so i went there and scott ended up being one of the other artists was it music i think it was <laughs> oh yeah he didn't even follow the theme at all well if it was i yeah i didn't follow the theme if it was music <laughs> um that's okay. So I posted a couple, we posted a couple links to the things that we made. That was almost four years ago. So I'm not super proud of what we made. This is one of them, yeah, right? So this I, is Scott's music, but <laughs> maybe it's like music, you know, on the, whatever those things are called. I don't, didn't ever play any instruments clearly. I oh, mean like sheet music. Yeah, you know, the bars of stuff, you know, sort of feels maybe musical. I don't know. I'm just trying to help you out there. <laughs> and now this one is Eric's. And I don't think you can play it. I don't want to touch it. Hey, yeah, you can, can you play it? Can so, you... I, Oh, yeah. I decided to use a found object. Can you guys hear me? Yes. So I, I decided to use a found object for this because, of course, I wasn't satisfied with the canvas for some reason. <laughs> and, you know, you could make it interactive. You can come up to it and spin it around. And when you get the puzzle correct, it says listen and feel. Cool. That's clever. The lettering was definitely not up to par. It was, it was sort of rushed because the found object, like the records gave me some trouble. But it was totally 
fun and um, I got to meet Scott. And then I, I guess you went back to Arizona uh, pretty shortly after that, but you were here for a workshop, right? Yeah, I attended a, a probably a Ken Barber workshop at the time. What year was this? Oh my gosh, 2013. 30 months ago, okay. so how long was 30 months? <laughs> Two and a half I guess years? it was like three and a half? Three, three summers, four summers ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Okay. I think I was a sophomore or something in college at the time. So you were taking a Ken Barber workshop. You had come to New York. Where were you staying? In a hotel or were you staying with friends? Um, at this time, I think I was staying in a hotel because our mutual friend, Will Pay, um, that's how I met Will for the first time because I followed Will on Instagram for a while. And so I met Will at this event and then he was there as well. So that's how we all connected. I think we connected through the Uncubed event and Will Pay because we had our mutual friend. Um, so at the time... I'm pretty sure I stayed at a hotel during this event. Um, so how many people did this, you know, four by four, or however big uh, these five panels were? people? I think it was like five people. Not everyone did lettering. Some oh. people did weird yeah. stuff. There was some, there was one guy that was using gold foil. Yeah, it was strange. Yeah. <laughs> well, like what he was making was strange, not using gold foil. I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you what it was. I don't know what it was at all. So it was just you, Will, Scott, and, like two and that, two other people. Yeah, did some people. weird stuff. <laughs> I don't know what it was. They were probably saying the same yeah, thing probably. about Eric's like records. Did you see that? And that guy with the New York, I don't even know what he was musical or what it was. Anyway, so you guys met, and then you're like, hey, we're both lettering artists. And then you keep up um, on Instagram or you start following each other or start yeah, talking? Yeah, I, I think we became Facebook friends shortly after. Um, and then we probably just kept in touch through Facebook. And yeah, and then probably following each other on Instagram as well. Um, and uh, yeah, forming a friendship online afterwards. Cool. So, and I think that's been a really big thing, at least when I've talked to both of you um, and Eric, for sure, with you, you've kind of built this kind of um, other network, right? online that's these other people that you really work closely with or you talk about your work with on a, a different level than just um a regular you know instagram kind of level yeah correct definitely. okay so scott you're moving to new york you graduate last may from mm -hmm. arizona state university and then um you're moving to new york for what purpose? Uh, i moved solely for the type at cooper program so it's an extended type design program that essentially gives you a certificate in type design in a year so mm -hmm. you know visiting new york city i knew i didn't like a lot of things but i told myself that i wasn't actually going to move there and i told i also told myself that i wasn't going to go back to school and then i <laughs> i did both of those things um and yeah, anyway, so I'm here for school. And then once school is done, I'm going back home. So Kent asked, Kent wanted to know, what do you wish you knew before you got into Yeah, the I was thinking about that question a lot because luckily the way Arizona State was structured, we had a lot of that type knowledge already uh, taught to us within our, our, our multiple studio classes. So, you know, it does. it's not necessarily um type design focus but i think the one thing i wish i knew before going in is like how much work it truly is so mm. you know when i moved out here i wanted a, i wanted a stable job so i were i was working at stranger and stranger for a bit and then i realized that mm -hmm. like having a full-time job and then doing school part-time it was it was pretty difficult to, to balance everything as well as freelance work as well as having a social life and all that stuff so it's, it's difficult to balance all those things and I knew I had to make a decision like, okay, do I, you know, I made the move out here for school specifically. So I had to pick and choose like school or working at Stranger and Stranger. And uh, so sadly I had to quit Stranger and Stranger, but I'm doing full-time freelance now. So, you know, everything's going great and I, I can't complain, but I do miss Stranger and Stranger at times. Yeah, that's a really cool place to be. So, um, all right. So Eric, what were, and did you guys, you had already met in New York in 2013, but then you saw each other again at Creative South last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he came back to New York one more time. Mm -hmm. I think he stayed with Will that time. Yeah, stayed with Will, met up with you. And Winston. 
Winston too. Yeah. Yeah. We were hanging in, in my backyard that one time. All right. And yeah. then, yeah, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what's that? So what were you doing? La um, because you were working freelance, right? You were just kind of doing freelance last year. And when you guys decided to, um, move in together? Actually, no, I was working at an agency, but I was freelancing on the side. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sharing that much of the agency work. So um, most people thought I was freelancing. Different, different agency than where you yeah, are now. Yeah, I'm not, an, I'm not at an agency anymore. Uh, so back then I was working at a company called MKG. I worked there for about a year and a half. They do events and experiences. So I was designing, you know, different kinds of uh, environmental graphics for for different brands, and it was a, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, but when Scott was moving to New York, I was looking for a new place. He was looking for a new place. So while he and his girlfriend Allie were looking around for apartments, they stayed at my place. And of course, it was really difficult to find something that was a decent apartment within their budget. And yeah. you know, it was really funny though because they came here and they had such high expectations. They're like, "Yeah, we want to spend." under this amount and we want to get you know a dishwasher and we hope you know maybe there's like a laundry in the basement or something it's like asking for like a yeah. valet or someone to do yeah. a butler as well yeah. right it's yeah. high it's ceiling really natural light like yeah we're gonna get all these things you know yeah and what did you find <laughs> we found some really like hole-in-the-wall places just garbage places that like ideally i mean they could function but i wouldn't want to live there for an entire year so, so that was when he was right. looking around with Allie just for a place for them to. And I was looking for a place just for me <laughs> and Pocket, of course. And uh, <laughs> But Pocket's not giving you anything in your pocket to help pay for the... That's um, true. That's true. But she does cook a mean steak. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, at that point, we decided that it might be a good idea to look for a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. And well, then they went back to Arizona, unsuccessful. Yeah, we didn't find anything. The so. trip was totally wasted. That was the only reason you came, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, so after that, I, I looked around in like a bunch of different neighborhoods and ended up finding this place and just hopped on it really quickly. It was definitely yeah. a wild goose chase to find it, but I really am happy with the place that we found. I'm definitely in that. And you have natural yeah, light. Yeah, we got a skylight right above us. That was one of the big selling points for sure. Yeah. It's funny. I never even saw the place until we moved in. One, like yeah, my old place was like in a basement, and it was really dark. And it wasn't that bad. Though. It definitely wasn't bad, but I really wanted some light, so that was one, like a big priority for this place. I'm definitely staying here after Scott and Allie go back to Arizona. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. So you'll just find another roommate. Yeah, I'm gonna find another roommate. I'm actually thinking about putting their bedroom up on Airbnb, which would be pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, make a little. Yeah, no dishwasher, by the way. The I think Chelsea Chelsea asked about the dishwasher. No, you can't. You can't get it all. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. That's pocket pocket. You just stick the stuff down on the yeah, ground she and she licks it clean. Right, right. <laughs> right. So I have a question that wasn't on the list, and I don't know why I didn't ask it. But since Winston came in, it kind of reminded me. Um, so Winston's in the San Francisco Cooper program and mm -hmm. right and so and it's an extended program yeah, right? so is, uh, Dave Dave Bailey oh, okay cool so um <laughs> me and old Dave <laughs> I don't know okay yeah you and old Dave okay so then so why so um that would have been closer for you for Arizona yes. so why well, New York? funny story uh, literally like a month after I, I moved here, I settled in, everything was good to go. I saw a uh, type of Cooper make a post. Oh, we have this new San Francisco program. And I just, I just lost my shit because <laughs> I, you know, if I knew that San Francisco had a program, I would have gone to San Francisco. Um, but all in all, it's like everything happens for a reason. So it's, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't regret right. any decision I made. Um, but yes, I probably would have gone to the San Francisco. Okay. So Eric, you actually made some, uh, do you were doing some different things. You've done a lot of collaborations with a lot of other people as well as you've traveled a lot. And so you got to travel 
And I can only imagine that him coming back influences Scott. And then it definitely influences you as you go. So can you kind of take us um, why was traveling so important and then how um, how you've been able to kind of do manage doing collaborative work with other people? Yeah, sure. So I feel like I've been traveling once every couple of years for my whole life. My mom is really into traveling. She did a whole backpacking trip across Europe when she was finished with college. And that really inspired me. And she kind of pushed me to start doing it. And of course it kind of becomes an addiction because the world, you can't see everything. So that's the reason that I like to travel. I'm just really curious about experiencing different cultures and different places and, uh, and learning about all the differences because we take a lot of things for granted here. And going to a place mm -hmm. like India was really eye-opening. I know that sounds like kind of cliche. Everyone always like goes to a third world country and like sees everything and comes back different. But it really, it really is true. Like you see that stuff firsthand. It's different than seeing it in a photo or a video. Um, and the, as far as the collaborations, I don't know how that started. I, I guess I, I'm a born, uh, I'm, I'm a good like team player in general. You know, I don't know about you, but I used to play team sports and I always loved that. I don't really do that much anymore, but I guess my collaborations are my team sports. Yeah, for sure. So um, you're doing a lot of or what I've seen when I've stalked you, a lot of chalkboard stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and Scott used to do a ton of chalk chalkboard mm -hmm. stuff. So, do you, and I know that Eric, you want to do something with Scott. But Scott's just too busy, oh, right? To, <laughs> I'm just playing with you because you're working and everything. So you're you just haven't had time. So are you guys gonna do something together before he leaves? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's up to you. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. He's he painted a, a wall in his room with uh, chalkboard paint. So maybe we could do something on his wall. That probably be easiest. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah. Let's take some pictures. Let's do it. Scott's going to be like, I'm never doing another interview with you, Diane, ever again. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> okay. So, um, so Scott, how has living with Eric helped you grow over the past year? And can you kind of talk about some of the things that you've learned from um, Eric? Yeah. Um, I mean, especially, you know, like you mentioned travel, like he's, he's brought back stuff. He's sharing stories. Um, that's definitely been helpful. Cause like, I, I have these benefits. My mom works for, um, America West or, um, American. Now she used to work for America West and it was us airways and now it's American. So I have a hard time keeping it all straight. Um, but since she works for American, I have the ability to fly for free, which is amazing, but I have to fly standby. Um, so like just hearing all the stories makes me want to travel too. Like I have the ability to, it's just a matter of finding the time. And I feel like that's the hardest thing, especially being in school. So I'm pretty stoked to like finally finish school in August and like probably do the same thing he's doing, start traveling and, and see the world um, because the benefits uh, run out when I'm 25 or it might be 24, right. but either way, like time's, time's counting down. So I, I got to do something about it. Um, but I'd say the most beneficial thing has been um, him introducing me to this Slack group that, did you start it? Yeah. Okay. That he started. I didn't know who started it, but um, so it's a, it's just a bunch of group of guys that you know we you probably know every single one of them from Creative South. Um, we all for, just except for the Verg. Except for the Verg, yeah. Matt lives in <laughs> Australia. Hey, Matt. Um, I don't know if you're watching, but hey, Matt. He's uh, probably sleeping. Yeah, he is actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just being part of that group, being able to like bounce ideas off of each other and. How many people are in this group? Because sometimes Slack can get a little big and it's a little hard to have a conversation or have a real kind of community or engagement, I guess. So how big is this nine group? People. Is it nine? Okay, so that's plenty small. Yeah, uh, yeah we, so. we invited a couple other people. Like We had Will in there for a little bit, but he wasn't really using it much. It's, it's sort of like if you're not going to show up and, and contribute, then why, you know, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Just get out of it. But it's not just letterers, right? Like that, like Jeffy's a it's part of it. It's pretty much all lettering right? artists except for Jeffy. And the reason that Jeffy's in there is because he was the first one. We're not biased. Yeah. It's, it, we just happen to like hang out with our kind, I guess. 
Okay, so um, you have this group and how often, because I think this is whenever I have talked to Eric, I think him and I talk about this and then Scotty Russell, him and I have talked about this, um, that it's been such a really big part of helping you grow and get to that next space or pay, whatever. I don't know what my word is. The next place in your business or with your side project or with, with yeah. something else. Can you talk about that? So like, Eric, take us kind of from the beginning. You started it when, and it was with how many people, and then you just, you met online. That's so funny. He's reading the chat. Uh, yeah, I was reading what Maddie. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> okay. So it didn't start out as a Slack group, actually. It started out as just a, like a Google Hangout call that I would have with Jeffy every week. And we were just sort of keeping each other on track with our projects and checking in because we both had similar values and goals. And after that, uh, I guess, yeah, after that, Terrence joined us. He just, you know, we told him we were doing it and he's like, can I come? And we just invited him in. So what what were your goals and what what were some of those values and what were some of those goals? Because I think that's really, if you're not intensely um, seeking after this, it it probably isn't going to be, it's not like a, side side project right. right i would say so yeah i can't say exactly what my goals were back then because it was a long time ago we do have notes and stuff from every week which is pretty cool uh but as far as the values i think we're all just trying to make a, a business or make a living from our passion first of all and we also feel it's important to come at it with a standpoint of giving versus taking so um yeah. we're all trying to create something that's interesting or entertaining or valuable for, for, for anybody who, who finds it to be interesting, entertaining or valuable. I mean, we're all kind of helping each other learn along the way. We, ha we don't have it all figured out or anything where um, that's like, those are the main things I would say. And yeah, it was just a weekly Google Hangout uh, video call for a long, long time for probably over a year. And then at some point, uh, once we had four people on there, I decided it would be good to have something to communicate like throughout the week because we were only doing it once a week because we're trying to do Google Docs and how it wasn't did, really that great. And what? How did it change when you went to Slack? Because if people don't know Slack, my mom doesn't know what Slack is. So Slack is kind of an online thing that you it's like messaging yeah. where you can type and share images, um, but it's more instant. And so you can, yeah, um, it's sort of like a mix you know, between so, um, a group message on a text message and uh, an email, email chain, yeah, because you can have attachments and review all the attachments. And there's also uh, direct message channels. So if you want to direct message somebody, you know, that doesn't, we have a, a general channel, a feedback channel, and then a random channel. I mean, it's not all business in there. It gets pretty ridiculous sometimes, <laughs> uh, actually most of the time, most of the but, time. Uh, what was I going to say? So yeah, Terrence joined us after Scotty joined us. We were like, all right, we need to get something in place. And I had heard good things about Slack through friends and through uh, a podcast that I really like. So I started a little channel. And from there, it's, it's just been growing slowly, but we're trying to like keep it small because we don't want it to get too noisy. And if, if people are coming in there and they're not really using it, then what's the point? So, but, but I guess I'm not asking people to join yours, but I'm saying this would be a really good thing yeah. for them to do. So really it could start with just two yeah. or three people, but what is, do you still do a Google chat cause, or a Google Hangouts like once a week or do you yeah, do it? It's, it's gotten bigger, often? like I said, so we don't all talk about every single thing we're working on uh, like we used to. Mm -hmm. um, we do have another uh, channel for accountability that I forgot to mention. That's really just a few of us. But the group chats are more just like hanging out, catching up, and talking about what we're working on if we feel like it. Um, so it's gotten a lot more informal over time, actually. So before, those group chats were really accountability. And now that accountability can be throughout yeah. the day instead of just once a week. So you have more of a relationship with these people instead of just a, um, hey, let's catch up on Saturday or let's catch up on Thursday night. Yeah, we're all really right? good friends. We all also know that we have goals and we're not just here to catch up and do small talk and talk about whatever someone wore on some stupid show last night. Um, you know, we're actually trying to help each other. So when we get, when we get on the call, it's, it's not just like, 
I don't know. That's a weird example, huh? But um, <laughs> I feel like that's what, like, what do people talk about? No. Um, that's all I talk about. So I don't know. <laughs> I just keep seeing Scott's shirt, and it says 1991, and that's when I graduated from high school. But whatever. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, and it, that's what he's wearing. So that's what I'm going to be talking about all the rest of the day. But you're right. So, but instead of like, hey, like we're looking for a place, instead of this kind of like um, issues with a job or issues with in life, trying to find an apartment, you're talking about something that, hey, here's what I'm going to do with my Optimus project. And what do you think about this? Or here's what's happening. So you're, it's more geared towards what your, your passion projects were, right? Yeah, pretty much. And whenever we just want, okay, you know, even if we just need to talk through something that's difficult, um, I've definitely used it for that. Mm -hmm. It sometimes helps to just talk it out and get another opinion on it. Like a life difference? Yeah, like sure, when, yeah. Winston, when Winston was moving to California, it was a tough decision for him. So Yeah, we all just like kicked his butt and he made the move. <laughs> and then he got his laptop stolen. That was so crappy. I know, really, yeah. I mean, anyway. That's another story. I know. Poor, Poor Winston. Um, all right. Well. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So Scott, studying type at or studying typography at Type of Cooper program is different than just studying design as an undergraduate yeah. program. How would you describe what you're learning and how intense it is? And I know you've a little bit about the time constraint. So what um, I mean for me specifically, ASU was not my cup of tea. Um, I think it was because I wasn't interested in a lot of the things that they were teaching me, even though you know the first two years are very fundamental. The last two years are like they give you these projects that you apply those concepts to. Um, so mm -hmm. junior and senior year was just a lot of uh, just a lot of shit that I didn't like at all. So remember my mom's watching. She's never oh, heard bad sorry for words. Bad words. So. Uh, there's just a lot of poop that I didn't like, and um, you know nothing really resonated with me. I wasn't I wasn't excited about going to school. I wasn't excited about any of my projects. Um, but for some reason, like type just spoke to me. I, I can't give you like some really great answer. I just enjoy typography. But it wasn't like you weren't getting excited about right, design. Yeah. You were super excited about yeah, some parts of design. I had to, like, you just weren't. Yeah, I had to put myself in this little space, this little niche of, of design as a whole. Um, and, and type typography, right. lettering, um, sign painting, everything typography related is pretty much what excites me. So, you know, going into this program, I'm like super stoked to go to school. I'm super stoked to go learn about the history of typography because it's, it's only about type and type design. I'm not learning about all this extra nonsense that I don't really care about. Um, so it's been beneficial because it's nice that I'm excited to learn. Um, I'm, I'm just, I just find myself like eager to learn even more than I already was. Um, so, I mean, there's that. But yeah, definitely it's, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily, they're both pretty hard um, in terms of like time and, you know, time management and the amount of work and like school is tough regardless. Um, I just didn't know that this one year long program would be as hard as it is or as time consuming as it is because it's just hard to balance everything. And even at ASU, I was having a really hard time balancing everything, you know, because I had a, a part-time job there and then freelance and then school and then everything else so um yeah it's just been it's just been a great opportunity and I'm, I'm just glad i'm i'm doing what i what i love to do so so eric has does he come home and is like oh my gosh i gotta tell you about this whatever right like this swoosh or swash or tittle or something or has this like has him going and then living with him has that um, expanded your knowledge. It's something like that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that he comes home. Uh, I mean, that's just not his personality. He's, yeah, just doesn't really like this guy. Doesn't really like to share <laughs> unless you ask him. Yeah, if share. you ask me, I will share with you. But I don't. I don't just like come home and I'm like, dude, guess what I learned today? And I, you know, <laughs> just go into it. So, uh, so I, I do see him. What he's working on. You know, we're in our our living room right now, and that's where both of our desks are. Uh, I also have a desk in my room, but Scott's always working out here, and 
uh, can see what he's working on. So I'm always asking him, what are you learning? What are you getting mm. feedback about? Because he's getting uh, he's getting to interface with some of the most incredible type designers today. So I'm just trying to suck as much knowledge as I can <laughs> while I'm living with him. <laughs> Well, that's good though. So it has, it has improved. Um, do you think it's improved? I think your group probably has also improved your work um, as much maybe as living with Scott though, right? Yeah. Everything has an effect, or everything has an effect on it. I mean, even just being in this city, seeing all the talent everywhere is huge. Yeah. So it's hard to say like what's been the most impactful on the growth, but sure. it all contributes. Yeah. Right. All right. So um, one thing I think that I, I mean, I definitely think that group of uh, with Scotty Russell and I've talked to Scotty hit him. I'll make him uh, meet with me on a Saturday sometime just to go over things or our projects or something that's new. And you guys are you're you're doing similar things, a lot of typographers, but a lot of illustrators and things like this. So. Um, and you're all pretty young, you know, I mean, you don't have anybody in there that's like my age. I don't think and nobody graduated from high school in 91. Right. I don't know. Maybe I think Matt, Matt I think might Matt's be like 35 or so. Yeah. I don't know anybody's age. So I have no idea. Anyway, it's no big deal. I'm just, Colin's just saying, like but 60. so in a way, yeah, probably like 62. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I mean is you're kind of at the same stage in your life, except that guy. Matt. Right. Yes. Right? Correct. I'd say Matt's 40. Colin's 83. Okay. <laughs> well, then you're all at different <laughs> stages um, with including those two people. But so how do you think it's going to affect like getting jobs or doing freelance? Has that group helped you um, helped you either with side projects or like help you promote it, like with the optimist project or something like that. Has that, because those people believe in your side project also. And because the, this, if you don't know about the optimist project, it's a great project that Eric did or does sure. still. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. So, but is that, is that, has that group kind of like, fueled your fire behind you and like helped you get the word out? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's, the, we definitely share each other's work, but really I think it's more about having people to, to pick you back up when you fall down because mm -hmm. as creative people, I feel like we all have insecurities, you know, from time to time we talk about like, Oh, you can read an article about the, the five ways to, get over a creative block, but that's not actually true. Like you, these things come back over and over again and to have people to talk <laughs> things out with and to get feedback from is so valuable. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing is just having a support group really. But it's also safe. It's not, that's what I guess um, it may have started out with people that were more strangers than they were, but because you've been in relationship with these people, you have this trust factor now and, and they're doing um, good work. So you value their opinion, right? Yeah. I know you, you guys are reading the chat because your <laughs> eyes are like down there. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of what Matt saying, tries inserting link into Eric's Optimus stuff. Link turns into smiley face. What? Hmm. It, I don't know. The Optimus project is something I have on the back burner right now. I've been focusing on other side projects just because that one's really personal and I don't want to make that into like my mm. brand. I can talk more about that if you're curious, mm. but the main, the main project I'm working yeah. on is the summer of sketching. And you've been doing that for yeah, a that's while. On the third year now. Yeah, third summer. Well, tell us a little about bit more about sketching. it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, some people might not have ever sure. heard so, about it. Uh, three summers ago, I was really starting to take my lettering practicing more seriously. And I was spending a lot of time indoors. And I didn't really like that. I, I wanted to get outside and, and have fun in the summertime. Um, you know, I just I love going skateboarding, exploring the city and finding different places and also traveling outside the city. So I wanted to combine the two passions of drawing and traveling and being outside. 
So I challenged myself to go to a different place every weekend and bring my sketchbook along with me. And I started sharing my sketches online and using the hashtag summer of sketching. And that was how it started. And over time, other people started using it. And I said, oh, well, maybe I should turn this into like a challenge. And I started asking people to post their sketches and go outside every weekend with me and meet up with me even. And last summer I did like, I made it a little bit more official with like a giveaway. And this summer it's taking it to a different level. So I'm doing a meetup uh, pretty soon and I'm starting to sell some branded products, pencils and sketchbooks. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and they, they kind of have this look. So you have your sketchbook and then you'll do a piece and you you hold it up and it's always kind of always kind of like yeah that, right? for the most part i just i just feel like keeping some kind of consistency is good with it at least for me well and it also shows people that you have gotten out you have yeah you are at a different location which you is mean one like of versus the main just things. posting a crop of the sketch yeah the context is so important because right? not only did i want to like go outside and sketch but i wanted to go outside be inspired by the environment and then bring that concept into the drawing. So, so some, how has, besides just getting bigger and getting more viral or other people more of a challenge, how has it changed you? Do you think how, what are your, well, the practicing, what do you think practicing you're practicing? The drawing always helps regardless of if you're outside or not. Mm -hmm. I think if you are outside and you're not in a, a peaceful, quiet zone, which is hard to find in the city. You, I mean, there's some places, but it, you do develop uh, an ability to, to zone into your work and channel other stuff out when you need to, you know, odds are like there's people walking around talking and, and you can't, you can't make a really great, drawing if you're constantly being distracted by things, whether that's your phone or right. people walking around or, you know, the weather is definitely a challenge sometimes. Um, because in the summer it gets really hot here. I, I always encourage people to like go outside and draw, but I feel so bad for the people that just don't have good weather and where they live. Um, and it's, it doesn't have to be outside. I just want people to go. Like I want to encourage people. <laughs> Let me tell you. Drip. You could, you can, you could draw with your sweat. Okay. Anyway, Watercolor. that was wrong. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I like to encourage people, if they can't go outside, just go to somewhere new because that always generates new connections for me. Right. Okay, so Scott, I'm going to go back to the group. So you're one of the newest members of those that group, uh, Not right? necessarily the newest, but uh, there were a couple that joined, but then I guess they left. I don't know where they are. <laughs> They're gone. But you're one of the newer people. You haven't been right. In it I think as I joined long. in uh, maybe January or something. I'm not entirely sure, but oh, but you know that you've lived together for th or known each other for 30 months, which I think is weird that you kept that number, but you don't know when you joined the Slack well, channel. 30 months was on that Instagram post. Okay. Well, oh, <laughs> I was like, how did he? Okay. All right. So. Um, I know there you caught me. Um, so, but most, so I guess, so I really like these smaller groups too. And you knew most of the people, but they weren't like, Oh, here's Scott, the new person, no. right? They kind of valued you for what you were able to bring at the same time. And I think that that's an important part where it's an already established group that anybody who does come in um, feels like they're like part of it. Yeah, part Integrated. of the family. Like I already yeah. knew a lot of these guys. Um, you know, we met at Creative South, but before then, some of these guys I didn't even know who they were whatsoever. Um, so being able to like join the group and then find out who they were and what their work is and who they are as people, and like we all are just like we're all incredibly alike, like-minded people. Um, so it's great to be surrounded by um, those types of people every day because I hate being surrounded by negative people. So being surrounded by positive people and uplifting people is definitely beneficial to anyone's life. Even if you're not like trying to do work, just like being around positive people helps you as a person to be positive to other people or, you know, it's like a cyclical process. So I think that's another important kind of one of the values, right. right. Of, of this group was that you weren't coming in and necessarily just complaining yeah. about things. I'm sure at times there are 
things, but it's more like, hey, I'm reaching out, I need some help, instead of just always being kind of that negative mm-hmm. person, right? So, I because I totally uh, love the fact that you guys all are really positive people, and I think that's that's cool that you're there, kind of being each other's cheerleaders yeah. when you need to. So, um, so you don't have to give me an exact example, but um, what? What's a way, because Eric, you said earlier that it's kind of like it's a good place where we can pick each other back up. So is that like if you were having something not happen in the way you had hoped, is that somebody who's like, hey, but look what you have done. Look what, you know, somebody's in the group is reminding you of what is really great about what you've done or yeah, yeah. or what? Uh, I think it's it's really interesting because a lot of times we ask questions, not just us, but we all ask questions and we, sometimes we already know the answer and we don't, Yeah, we just want to get, we want to get affirmation from people or we want to just hear, um, that people agree or, or whatever. Maybe people just need to tell us, you already know the answer, follow your gut. When I was offered this job that I have right now, it was, it was sort of a tough decision because I had quit a job a few months ago to start my own business and you know, I, mm-hmm. I set a goal. I wanted to do six murals this year. And I did one while I was traveling, which was awesome. Didn't get paid to do that. And I, I was hoping that these murals would be jobs. It wasn't, you know, people weren't asking me mm-hmm. to do murals. So when I got this job offer, that part of the description was doing murals. I was like, I guess I need to take this, but what about my business? I can still keep it going in the background, but it was, it was a tough one. So I just bounced that off of everybody and it seemed like the right decision. And I'm really glad I did it. And, uh, I can't say I wouldn't have made that decision without them, but it was just helpful in the moment to get some support. So another thing I think sometimes on social media, people can be really big critics. So say you're learning how to do something and then they're like, you did that wrong. You're using the wrong tool or whatever. Um, right. Cause that happens cause you're learning, but but there's the other side is the people who never share anything because they're so afraid of somebody calling them out, right? Of saying, so there was, um, with Ryan Hamrick, he was like, somebody totally called me out on that I was doing this wrong and I shouldn't have done whatever. And I was thinking about the Lululemon thing because it was a mural. And me and Eric had talked about this piece that Ryan had done. And um, and I was like, oh man, that really kind of sucks. I was like, but you're learning, you know, and it still looks awesome. The end product looks yeah. amazing. So just because we all get to the different, um, get to the end in a different way, it doesn't mean that our, my way is wrong or, or your way is right. One, or of my, one of my friends recently so, told me, I was asking him the same question. I was, I was saying, well, you don't have decades of experience with this. How can you confidently share that this is the way to do it? And you sound very confident in the way you're teaching. And I, he, you know what he told me? He said, it's okay to be wrong. It's totally okay to be wrong because people are better off uh, learning from you as long as you're confident and you think you're confident about it, share it. And there are people out there that have really, um, they just, they need to, to see these uplifting messages, even though I mean, they need, they need you. They don't need an uplifting message. They need you because whatever you want to share that's inside you, if you're hesitating about it, uh, the world is better off with it. Even if it, if it's wrong, it's okay to be wrong. So you mean created wrong or something? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Or what do you I mean like wrong? There are some things that are opinions and there are some things that are sort of tried and true practices. And you're, no one can tell you that your opinion's wrong. And if they do, then they're just a hater. And if there's a tried and true like practice, you're using that pen wrong or whatever, or you know you shouldn't be presenting your work in that way, uh, then you learn as you go. And if you if you think you're doing it wrong, then you change. But if you think you're doing it right, you got to share it. Well, and I think it's it's also about who is this coming from? Is this coming from somebody out of a place of love that really wants me to do better? Or is this coming just because they want something that I have or they, maybe they're not really positive or something. At least that's what I've kind of come in, you know, yeah, you know I, what I mean? It is some yeah, people are just say, There's a lot of people, especially on the internet, because you're hiding behind an avatar, you can say whatever the heck you want and it's like, okay, 
But at the end of the day, like that person probably is a hater, especially if you're just going around on multiple people's pieces or YouTube videos or whatever the case may be. And you're just like hating on somebody for their hair or what they look like or, you know, things they can't change. Like, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm straying from the topic. I'm sorry. I also think that um, no, it's, just, it's all a part of the process. Yeah. Dan Lee, who's, who's here right now, I think, he posted something recently mm -hmm. and he was talking about the creative process and how it's always a roller coaster. If you're making something that you're happy about mm -hmm. or that you're passionate about, you're never going to be 100% confident in it when you're ready to share it. It's always going to be some self-doubt or yep. you, know, you freak out and then you have to restart or crumple it up or whatever. Um, if someone could link to that post, it was really well written and kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think even me and Scotty Russell have talked about this where um, it's the trouble of do I post that? Am I going to post it? I'm not. I don't know. I'm you know, and it's kind of that back and forth where probably in your gut, you know, hey, this might help somebody. Um, so I tie my shoes wrong, but I get around just fine. And nobody's like, I mean, if you see me tie my shoes, which I'll make sure next time we're at Creative South that I tie my shoes in front of you and you can be like, hmm. I don't know how you've got through life, Diane, 43 years you've been tying your shoes wrong. But I still walk. I still, you know, I'm not right. tripping down the road. And my shoes actually stay tied pretty well, you know, like anyway. But I think that um, I think it's good to see how other people do things. Um, and I think, you know, people I think uh, Terrence said earlier, like what pen? And it does get to be frustrating. Oh, well, you know, well, what pin is that? Or what, you know, how did you make, like, if they just had this magic pin, they'd be able to draw yeah. like you, right? Or how, what kind of sketchbook are you? Or where were you? I want to go to that spot and sketch, right? It's a, it's definitely an interesting phenomenon. I mean, you see that outside of art as well. In, you, know, you see it in business, like, what are the, the hacks or the tricks that you can do to grow a business or whatever? Um. <laughs> It's definitely, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because, because people have this imagination as if some, they, they know that it's not going to change and it's not going to make their work better or it's not going to help them as much as just showing up and practicing art. Really what they're doing is they're hiding. They're hiding from doing the productive work that they need to do. So like Bob's here and I, I love Bob and I think what Bob did and I think kind of what Scott you did in the beginning with your 365 project, you were really, um, and you love Bob too. Um, so that, but showing that you, cause if you go back and you see Bob's from the first September, I think that's when you started, right, Bob? Um, it was so like from September to April was amazing change and that's probably how it was for you too just because you're doing mm -hmm. it every day and i think i think that it's about putting that time in and there's nothing that you can do except put the time in and yeah. i think that's what summer sketching is like right it's just like commit some time and get out there yeah. and do I'm this, like actually thinking right? about getting a tattoo that says use what you have because mm. it's such a good reminder a lot of times we think we're waiting for the perfect moment or the perfect uh, environment or tool or whatever. And you really just have to work with what you have because there are people out there that are doing way better than you and they don't have all the fancy things. They don't have a perfect space, you know? Or the right t tool, right? Or whatever. So what would you say to somebody like me who's like, oh, I'm just learning kind of how to illustrate and I'm not comfortable with it. And it's always that, oh, should I push? Should I push, you know, should I take a picture of this or should I not? Like I used to just scratch things out. And so it's really a, a, a struggle not to do that. So what would you say for people who are in that kind of like, I haven't done it long enough to be as okay with sharing the yucky? You wanna answer that? I mean, yeah, for me personally, I know it's hard. I think it's something that you have to figure out in in you, in yourself as a person. Because some people are totally cool with sharing. Some people are like, eh, should I? But at the end of the day, I think sharing is like the best thing you could do. Because you're not only doing it for yourself, you're getting feedback from other people. You're getting your work seen by other people. You could get freelance work from this. Like, Even if you hate it yourself, somebody else might like it. Uh, if somebody 
you know, post a comment and say they hate it. Somebody else might comment and say, oh my God, I love it. So it's like, sure, it's like, there's like pros and cons to everything in life, especially in, with something like that. But from my personal experience, I always say, share it, just share it, share it, share it, because I, f I feel like nothing, nothing bad can happen other than people saying, you know, other than people voicing their opinions. Like you're not gonna die, you're not gonna get, get hit by a car. I mean, if you're texting and posting at the same time. I don't know, but you know, you know right. I mean? texting uh, and driving, posting right? And posting driving, and right. driving, right? Uh, you know, something like that. I think just sharing it, nothing, nothing bad can happen. So I say, I say, just do it. I'm trying to pull up an image right now because so what, one of my goals this summer, with the summer of sketching, is to get better at illustration as well. Because I've mm -hmm. I always default to using letters, and I've been working on something that has some illustration in it and it's not very good, but I, I'm probably gonna share it eventually. Um, Why can't we see <laughs> it now? It has some lettering in it, it's not just illustration, so, but yeah. So, but to me, when I did, um, uh, I w Jason Frostholm interviewed me for the um, Creative South podcast and that like image, the 3000 by 3000 pixel image was like, I mean, I knew I had to do it, but right. what was I going to do? You know, other people have this, um, have this look and, you know, I like created a dog robot, cool. you know, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, and it was, but it was, it was that kind of like, this isn't going to be as good as other people's. And I, I think for me, it's about, this is yeah. just me. I just have to be as good as me. And I think um, I think Kent was saying that students have to defend their work. Why shouldn't the pros? And I think you should um, I think you should be able to defend to some extent. But there are some comments that are non-defendable, right, yeah. I guess. So what do you I think would say? About that? I would say defend your work um, only if you really need to. You know, some I feel like. I've gotten comments before where people people will say something that has no relevance or that has um, a negative connotation or something like that. And in which case, I don't reply to them. I, I don't give them the time of day because um, why feed into their negativity or why feed into that? You know, there's no there's no there's no need for you to waste your time. There's no need to waste your energy. Um, but I feel like. Sure, it's it's good to defend your work only when the time comes, only when you truly feel like, yes, I made this decision for this reason because of this, blah blah blah. But most of the time, I don't on on social media at least, I feel like there's really no reason to defend your work because it's social media. You know, if you're having a portfolio review or something, you're talking face to face with a human being. I think it's different. It just depends on the situation. Right. So this is the thing. Yeah, Eric? the bottom part of it got cut off. But yeah, that's it. Oh, right. That's both. great. Thank you. Oh, yeah, probably. I mean, the hands, hands are hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm experimenting with different styles because, you know, you could go super realist realism with, with like exactly mm -hmm. what you see. But I, that's sort of how I was taught how to draw, how we're all taught how to draw in art class, you know, and high school or middle school. But I think my, my favorite illustrators are but, the ones that take what they see and they translate it through their own perspective. Right. Some of the, your faces sort of have a Picasso-esque kind that of was, feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Since the uh, quote kind of, is Picasso, I wanted to play off of that because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just copying right now or like using people as uh, reference, which is why I haven't probably shared this yet. It was also for, uh, for work. It was, I did this at my job, so I can't actually can't really share it publicly yet. Whoops. So right. Uh -oh. <laughs> well, they won't be able to see it on the YouTube. It's just now. That's oh, the good. only time. So, so yeah, it's gone. Um, Doc Reed says one idea that I've heard in the past is that too much focus has been put on sketchbooks as finished pieces instead of it being an ex an exercise in exploration. It's a place for you to explore ideas and ways of executing with new and old tools. And I, I definitely think that's a, a really good way. I, um, my sketchbooks are full of other stuff and, but I don't want to 
student of mine to be like, oh, well, let's see yours, you know, thinking that mine's going to be this immaculate thing. But I also I look at other people's and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's all these nuggets of things, but they're not perfect pieces. You know, it's just like like the thing you just showed that you weren't supposed to show. Um, I think that sometimes those things are really amazing because, you know, it's like it doesn't look absolutely perfect. Like what we to be realistic drawers, right? As what we were kind of taught. That's the first step. But really what shows creativity and ingenuity is to do something different, but still get the point across, right? I still knew it was a guy skateboarding. I still knew there were an apple and hands and people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think it's, is more It's, it's funny because I share those sketchbook <clears throat> posts and what people don't know is that the spread before that looks like garbage. It's all scribbles. Like I can show you how messy my sketches are. Scott knows. I, I use a lot of tracing paper when I'm doing a finished piece. It's tough for me to get the sketchbook to look like presentable. But I don't want to share messy stuff because I don't want people to think I have subpar work. Uh, I probably should make a page on my website that just has really rough stuff only, you know? Because for me, that's really important to see. Like, it's really nice that Bob doesn't go back and delete all those old ones. You know, like you can still go back and see because yeah. it gives some people hope that they can get there with enough practice. Yeah, that's right. You know that's why I, mean? I don't delete mine either. Because I mean, even though I really want to, because I hate everything that I made two years ago. Um, but it's it's really nice to see if you scroll to the bottom of my feed, you can see the garbage I was making. And then you can see how that evolution has um, taken place over over time. Like it doesn't just happen in an instant. And I feel like that's what I'm trying to voice to people is like, this is going to take time no matter what. Yeah, I share, right. I share a lot of, and sorry, go ahead. Here's hope. No, yeah, I just said definitely. there's hope. And I think it's, it's just a matter of where you're putting the rough things. I, I actually have been using Snapchat a lot lately to share my process. And you know, most of what I share on there is just rough and maybe I'll share the finished piece, but that's always really fun for me to get people to see the entire process because it's, it's more transparent on there. Yeah, and Jeffy says that the love seeing creative process, and me too, like that's kind of like getting into what's helped you in, in your in side projects and in your life and as a designer going forward, what helps has helped everybody that I have on Design Recharge. I think that's really helpful because everybody goes at it at a different way. And we, we definitely want to know if there's some tricks, but really it's about if just keep going, just keep trying and you, you will get better, but don't do it in a vacuum. Get out there, put it out there, show people and then know who you're going to take criticism from so that you're not just listening to all the haters. Right. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. All right, so we're like two minutes. Uh, we're two minutes. So you. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Eric, what's next for you? Um, when does summer of sketching start? Like, do you have an official like Memorial Day as a start, or is it now? It's now. It started. Uh, you can go to summerofsketching.com if you want to learn more about it. And I'm selling these sweet pencils on my website too. I've got mine. Um, and some sketchbooks too. Check that out. Um, yeah. I have yes, a question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I love this pencil and I'm going to buy one uh, for a couple friends of mine. But how do I sharpen it? Because it's thicker than my pencil yeah. sharpener. Yes. And it's a different, and it's like, it's like, can you hold it to the camera? Cause it's, it's like a three. Yeah, it's like a triangle almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, it'll work. Yeah, it'll work in a jumbo sharpener or you can choose a knife. Yeah. I'd, I would say a utility knife. Yeah. I like, I like the really sharp point okay. anyway. So. Ooh. Uh, do it the old fashioned. <laughs> I've been broken yeah. in a but second. But to answer your question, me. I haven't, it's sort of a soft launch right now. I haven't officially announced the challenge. The challenge is going to be, you know, every weekend going out uh, and sketching somewhere, fill up a sketchbook um, throughout the summer. And then at the end of the summer, I'm going to encourage people to turn their sketches into something else, like a logo or a T-shirt or something. 
Have you ever thought about doing the um, the sketchbook project? Yeah, it's funny. Where yeah, you I actually donate? had a meeting with those guys a couple of years ago, but uh, I have yet to collaborate with them. Maybe. That would be fun. I'm going to keep doing my thing and maybe next summer I'll bring more people in on it. I've been collaborating with the pencil store. They are like, they help me a lot with this. And there's a, there's a really sweet pencil store. If you're ever in New York, it's called CW pencils. Um, they help okay, me with cool. the giveaway and also with the sketchbook company, Baron fig. So I think your cat's oh. taking a bath again. There we go. Oh, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Clean it up. I saw a little white. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah. Scott, what about you? What's next for you? <laughs> I'm moving back to Arizona. <laughs> um, yes. And so what, what's, what's in the works for you? Are you going to freelance? Are you going to try I'm gonna to get a job? I'm going to continue freelancing until life gets boring or something, or I, or I want to be surrounded by other people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working with Winston actually. I haven't, I haven't told this to anybody, but I'm working with Winston. We're starting our own type foundry. Um, so we'll be uh, selling our typefaces once we're done with, uh, <laughs> yeah, once we're done with Type of Cooper. And uh, yeah, probably just working on that, selling typefaces, uh, freelance work, just chilling, traveling. I don't know. So what, um, so is Winston going to move back to Louisiana? No, he's Louisiana? moving to Arizona too. Oh, so when does he uh, finish? Winston, I think he's done in November, right? I think it's November. Yep, November. So, can you start the Type at Cooper program anytime? No. You're glad you weren't just here because I just totally spit <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> News, not the weather, Diane. Here um, we go. <laughs> no, so the programs are a little bit different. It seems I don't know if they're going to switch switch the schedules around as time goes on, but. Um, okay, there you go. So Janu I think it starts in January for our Type at West. Um, type at Cooper East um, starts, I think it starts in September. Every program is a little bit different. Okay. The condensed program is completely different from the extended. I think the condensed program begins um, in a couple weeks, actually. So the condensed program is completely different from the extended in, in that you do the entire program that I'm doing in five weeks compared to a year. So that's even more work than I'm doing right now. Well, it's not even more work. It's just you're, you can't do anything else with your life except focus on type because you're going to school from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single day. Right. But they give you bathroom breaks. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Catheters. Everybody's walking down the hall with a bag. <laughs> or they stop yeah. eating altogether. It's like exactly. Survivor. <laughs> All right. Well, fellas, I'm excited. Um, I'm glad that you guys could come on a Saturday. And I appreciate everybody in the chat being here and really supporting us on Saturday, too. So um, that was really, really cool. And I'm, I always like talking to you both. You guys are really inspirational. And I'm really glad to know you. And I'm, I'm just glad you're my, my friends. Glad to know you, too, Diane. Thank you. <laughs> And I'm going to get me some pencils, even though it's a soft Just launch right yeah, now. Yeah, I haven't even so, posted it anywhere. Yeah, I'll give you. So, yeah, I have I'm these get little some. guys, too. But they are. Like, yeah. I need to get closer to my computer somehow. It, Why was I. <laughs> pins. They're pins. <laughs> I'll give you some pins. Well, wait, where's the link? Can that's you? Not, where do we get the pins That's not up anywhere, at? either. I haven't shared anything about that. <laughs> So what's the, um, <laughs> but you're I'm just tempting you. us. I have, I have hey, you know, I have, this is not for sale. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I guess it's, it's a worm, but. It is, it's an oh, apple. Man. That looks like, like, like endless fun. <laughs> it probably looks bad, but I have a lot of toys on my desk and I like that little guy. Anyway, Sorry. but you can get this at a store, I guess. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, why? That's random. It's Saturday. Yeah. I can be a little bit more random today. Sorry. So um, at some point, when will you and Winston be oh, launching that thing? Uh, yeah. We are. I feel like we're shooting for. 
I don't know, January. We don't have a set date or anything. We're kind of just like doing things as we go, but probably, you know, I'll have a lot more time once um, school ends and once I make the move back and get settled and stuff. So I don't know, probably January ish. So what, um, what's the name of it going to be? Mm, Winston should like, you want to share? We're not sharing that. Okay. Oh, you almost slipped up. Almost. I almost said it. <laughs> it rhymes with. Uh, <laughs> he said not yet. Ooh, all caps. Not yet. I'm so sorry, Winston. You just know it exists. Um, so there's that. Yes. It's, it's, coming. it's coming. So I'm, <laughs> and so I'm thinking about tags, they can do tag hashtag summer of sketching and you can yeah. hashtag any sketches that people do this summer. and it doesn't have to just yeah. be lettering, right? Yeah, it can I'm be, be anything. Illustration, so whatever you want to post, just throw some more sketching on it. Um, I'm also going to be doing some tutorials and interviews with other artists on my blog. So you can check that out. And so, uh, yeah, I hope to hope to get as many people involved as I can this year. Awesome. Well, I wish you both a ton of Thank luck you. and I'm excited. You're going back to Arizona. I love Arizona. It I think is. It's beautiful. Um, I know you will miss your friend, but you'll get to see yeah. him every week on your Google. And, yeah, well, it and won't feel like I'm moving other. away other than not seeing the city every day. So that'll... You won't oh, be with Pocket? Man. It's like his best friend now because I'm gone to, like every every day now. Yeah, Pocket and I hang out 24-7. He calls her a potato. I bet. She like, is before a... he goes to bed every night, potato! I say, bye, potato. <laughs> so weird. Why? Because she sits on the couch like a potato. Couch potato. She's a couch potato. Yeah, she I can't see her now. That's all she does all day. She just, she just sits there, and then when I go to bed, she's in the same position. Just... Did you know that lions sleep twenty three hours a I day? I did not know that, but that explains this. So she, she's oh, a little that lion. I've never seen a lion in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So thank you guys. And just so everybody remembers, um, next week, no show, we did it today. And so if they want to catch you, Scott, your hashtag is you bring yes. fire. And then you also have Scott Beersack, B-I-E-R-S-A-C-K dot yep. com. And then Eric is E-F as in Frank, but not Frank. E-F-D-O-T is his handle on some things right on instagram for sure f dot studio one studio not studios dot com okay thanks i think i i was trying to write it down i don't know where i put it anyway um so you guys can follow them there and if you want to if you have questions for me or you want to give me suggestions of other people to have on the show i would love um to have you know people on that you guys want to see. And so just email me at Diane at design recharge.org. Um, and you can misspell Diane. You can spell it with not even spelling Diane. It'll come to me cause I have them all oh, bounced smart. to me. So <laughs> anyway, Austin, this what you missed. We started an hour ago. Well, thanks. Austin. Thanks so much to everybody who could make it out even just for a little bit. Really appreciate you guys coming out, asking questions and yeah, stuff. Thank you. you guys are all awesome. Thank you guys for just being you and just keep being positive and sharing the message. Thank you. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.